Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Zinc. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode (laughs) of the Unqualified Therapist. I think I did a dance move. You did. It was like so Janet Jackson (laughs) that she was just like whipping out this dance move for the beginning of the episode. Oh, I wish how you guys. I I I didn't even really wish you could have seen it, it, but it was a shoulder pop. (laughs) Told you it was very Janet Jackson. It was. I kind of I kind of wish everybody saw it, too. Oh, maybe I'll make a reel of me just popping that shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Second week in a row of recording late. So you're getting another episode of Slap Happy, Amy and Sarah. I mean, it's summer. It is. And so what else are you going to do? I mean, I don't know. We're kind of, I'm kind of proud of us because we're in a little bit of more laid back version of us. I know. I know. I feel like. We're also the, forced to be there with our children. Oh, I mean, that's a huge thing. The kids, they're killing me, man. I mean, I'm like, okay, I don't want to rush back to school because I do love spending time with them. And I know that that means that you have to go back to work. And I know how we're all feeling about that. I hope the whole collective, like the, like, I know we have, you know, listeners, even in like other countries. Yes. I mean, my little tiny self over here in Pennsylvania. I hope you're all feeling it for me. <laughs> you, the way you said we all, the way we all feel about we it. We do. We're all rooting for you. I, I know, know it. I know, I know it. I know. Pretty soon, though, Sarah. I know. We're going to make it. That's right. Um, Change the world. We're trying to. One weird <sighs> podcast episode at a time. Exactly. <laughs> one, one shoulder pop at a time. <laughs> Oh my god. We just need like a rich beneficiary. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say a rich bitch sugar daddy. <laughs> Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> I guess so, yes, except in podcast I mean, land. We are not picky. <laughs> <laughs> Our significant others might be. I don't know. I know, but just this is more like someone who just really believes in the cause yes and when i say bitch i mean that is like you know bad bitch vibes like i know girl exactly not not like bitch yeah does anyone even use that as that way anymore i don't think anybody i think we've reclaimed bitch i think we have reclaimed the word taken the power away from it so that nobody can use it against us anymore because we got bad bitch vibes bitch nice Next word is the P word. <laughs> yes. I still have. It's like, I, can't, I can't say it because we're not in that episode. Okay. So summertime. So summertime in my house. Yeah. Is that I get woken up at 6 a.m. Now, mind you, if it was a school day, nobody'd be up. But I get I get woken up at 6 a.m. with a little tap, 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 tap on my shoulder Yes, Avery, what can I do for you? <laughs> Nothing. I just I just want to watch my show here. Okay, okay. Can you get your headphones? You know, so he basically watches his iPad, I guess, until I get up. And so as the time goes on in the morning and he's more annoyed with me, like tap, tap, tap. And so in order for him to get a new app, even if it's free, he has to request it. And I have to like do the face ID 
and yeah. approve it, right? And yeah. he just he gets sucked into all of the new games that come up on the pop up ads. Oh my gosh, yes, yeah, so do my kids. So he just really likes to try them all. Mm-hmm. And he must have I must have been dreaming and he must he must have asked me a couple times to like get my phone and like approve this, you know, whatever he was sending through. So finally he starts tapping me really hard and he's like, Mom, mom, it's Sarah. Sarah's texting. She needs you. <laughs> so of course I sit up and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And I look at my phone and I'm like, it's just a request from you. And he just goes, <laughs> yeah, I know, but <laughs> Like, he knew that if it was Sarah, I was going to get up. He's five, you guys. Five. Five. The wheels were turning on that one. That's like a long game there. That is. He's like, how, what can I say that will make my mom open her eyes and look Look at at her her phone? such a little turd I, I love it I was it. like you sneak I was like Sarah's not texting me at seven in the morning I promise you but I thought something might have been wrong and he probably right, knew that right. blah 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 but he does it all the time it could be at nighttime. it could be during the day he does it a lot if he needs my attention instead of doing something else he's always like mom Sarah's texting Sarah's calling like whatever I'm like, she doesn't even like her phone. I was just going to say, I can say with a lot of certainty to anyone out there that is friends with me in that sense, (laughs) and your children try to use that, it is, it's not, it's a farce. It is fake news. I know, which is why I was like, whoa, what? Okay. So Avery Duke is a real trip to live with. He's hilarious. He's so funny. He is just like, yes, he's hilarious. He's the funniest kid in the world, in my opinion, with the biggest vocabulary that doesn't even make sense for his like, yeah. you know, and I'm not just bragging like he's a pain in the ass. Like, don't <laughs> get me wrong. Like he's he's still all boy like crazy. But I mean, he is just it's just interesting to be with him all day long. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. That's got to be a wild ride. Yeah. It's like having a little shadow. So the other day I was hanging out with some of our mutual friends And they were like, have you had an Amy's first in a while? And I was like, actually, no, we haven't. (laughs) And they were like, you need to have an Amy's first. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen. We're bringing it back. Brace yourselves. Amy's first. It's an Amy's first. It's an Amy's first. It's an Amy's first. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We still got it. Girl, we still got it. Yes. That was more of... um, jitterbug type dance moves that you had going on there less <laughs> janet more jitterbug yeah yeah actually more fossey that was like fossey like chicago i was just really nervous i was gonna miss my cue <laughs> to be honest you were right on point brain, i was just like don't fuck this up <laughs> it was on point my friend thank you very much let's hear it hit us with it what All you right. got okay I think I've done this Amy's first, but I wasn't alone. Um, That was the one where I was trying to build the fire. Remember that? Oh, yeah. We all remember that. Oh, yes. yes. Okay, good. So this Amy's first is that I decided that I was going to do a solo two overnights. Not like in a hotel, but like in the woods. Like you don't even do well overnight in a large group of women. (laughs) I know. So, So here's what I did. I mean, like outdoors is what I mean. Camping. Right. This is a getaway cabin, which is very different. And we are not sponsored by them, but I do have a 25% off code if anyone wants it. To glamp it up. No, it's $25 so great. off. That's even better. Oh, that actually. Is better. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So I decide I really need this time to kind of like reflect on the book, read it as a whole, try to finish it, and just have some time to myself without anybody else around. So to prep for this, these are things, there's so many things in my brain that I don't tell anyone. There's a reason for that. It just came to me. (laughs) So I, in my brain, I always have like checklists of things. And so one of the things was for two weeks prior to the getaway cabin, I wasn't allowed to listen to any true crime. Oh, so that you didn't freak yourself out? Or watch any? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good precaution to take. Mm -hmm. One that I wouldn't think of myself. (laughs) So, so I did not get freaked out at all. Good for you. I mean, there was one moment that I was like, oh, my God. And I like hurried up and put the uh, shade down because I was like, I swear <laughs> I see something. But there's not, I mean, it's just it's seriously incredibly safe. Um, 
I didn't post anything until I had left, just in case, you know, someone's obsessed with me. (laughs) I love that you said that and both of us busted out laughing. Like, that's the most ridiculous, asinine thing. It is. It totally is. It really, really is. Except that uh, when I asked anonymous questions last night, somebody said uh, that they have a crush on me. So I don't know. That was so bizarre. So bizarre. Anyway, adult says anonymously, I mean. So I'm not going to get murdered or be freaked out. And I really did enjoy myself. Um, I am feeling my age because... I did write in the review to them that they needed new mattresses. <laughs> Guys, when she came back, she's like, I, my neck is so fucked up. <laughs> move. I can't move. I, my back is jacked. Those mattresses are garbage. <laughs> well, here's the thing is that like Mike and I spend money on our mattress and our pillows. Like our bed is very important, like old person important. Oh, I get it. Trust like, me. And yeah. so to then go to just a regular mattress, I don't even know what happened, but I like really I woke up and I was like, oh my God. But I'm pushed through because I had to write. It was fine. I would still go back. So I am like writing, 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 and I'm doing okay. And then finally I'm like just sitting there, like staring <laughs> at the screen and I'm like, I can't just sit here anymore. I'm going to go on a hike. Why not? Right, guys? Why a solo hike in the woods? A solo hike in the woods sounds like I know a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. I don't know if I've like just watched too much Dateline or listened to Park Predators. I'm not sure, but Uh, (laughs) it doesn't sound. Here's what I said to myself. You used to do this all the time in Colorado. And I was like, that was before I knew about murders. And I was 20 (laughs) years younger. Can you believe that? 20 years. Damn old as fuck so okay i go on this hike and i only put on a bra that's the only precaution i take i do not get water i grab my phone because i'm like ooh, what if i can get some good instagrammy pictures <laughs> literally Wait, and that's other what clothes I was thinking. too correct not just a bra well it was my pajamas it was short sweatshorts okay. and like a tank top just, right you know because like, i basically wore the same thing the whole time i was in there. case that person who's obsessed with you that's listening <laughs> was envisioning that i just wanted to make sure they knew you were wearing other clothing i was i and i also put on a pair of tennis shoes okay okay and so i'm like let's go (laughs) and i go and i think this is beautiful i run into the water and i'm like gosh this is gorgeous i was like i'm gonna take some instagram pictures or people are gonna wish they be me Again, inner dialogue that no one's heard since till right now when I've told the entire universe. So this is what's going on in my head. And then I start and I'm like, I'm going to take the whole hike. Why not? So. So. Oh, God, guys. So I just realized something. It's going to be so embarrassing and I can't believe I'm going to oh, tell I you all this. I can't wait. Let's hear it. Come on. Okay. 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 Spit it out. So I go walk and I follow the trail that turns into not a trail. So it's just grass that's covering over the trail nope and I didn't put bug spray on I didn't do anything and I'm like freak more more worried about ticks than anything else so I'm like oh my god so this grass is like hitting my leg with every step that I take right and for as far as you can tell it's just this like grassy non-path path now there's a sign on the tree that says walking trail so I'm like all right maybe so I'm going and going and then I decide I'm gonna like video this because I just was like I need to document this not for pretty Instagram but for ridiculous Instagram (laughs) why people find the woods relaxing is beyond me (laughs) one year later I try again and it and I'm alone this time right so I don't even have Sarah and it's still anxiety ridden for me so in one point in the video I go I don't fucking know why people do this for their you know stress and anxiety I was like am I supposed to feel alive because I fucking feel alive like I don't want to die because then you the blood is coursing through my veins I'm freaking the fuck out and then you hear the the thunder (laughs) massive thunder and I'm like oh my god this is it so I think, do I turn around and go back through the part that like didn't look like a trail or do I go forward and think that maybe I'm going to find an out that way and it's going to turn into an actual trail. So I go forward, go forward, keep going forward. And finally, the thunder gets so bad that I'm like, 
I'm gonna turn and run. <laughs> oh my God. So I turn around and I have to go back now the same way that I came in with like the high grass. Okay. Are we ready? If you can see the videos of me, you can see the terror in my eyes. Like, I promise you, I was genuinely afraid. But here is where I'm going to let the world know my embarrassment. I haven't told you this yet. Oh, my God. Okay. So I turn around and I start and I start walking back. It's twofold. Okay. Twofold. So I start walking back and I just after like quite a bit of time, I finally get to the beginning and then like I see people coming and it's just like a family of four just strolling along <laughs> and then a couple just strolling along pretending like this is no big deal without terror in their without eyes terror in their <laughs> eyes they're just loving life they walk right past me they're like sing-songy happy whatever and I'm like oh my god so I get back to the cabin and I'm like oh they had a map I look at the map um first of all it was a loop Second of all, it was fucking double easy. <laughs> double easy. Like it was like easy, easy, easy. Like your grandma can go on this. <laughs> like, like that's how it was marketed. And I just thought I, I can, I can never, ever tell anyone this. Ever. Oh, I'm and so glad you did. I'm so glad you did. <laughs> Oh, we're getting you the All Trails app, and we are going to go on some difficult <gasps> Here's, hikes. Is this irony? I don't know. But here is the irony of the story. I fucking love to hike. I like really hard hikes. Like when I was in Colorado, now mind you, again, 20 years ago, I don't know if I can do it now. I like like having to climb up the rocks, and I like having to like do all of this crazy stuff and then get to the top and see the view. I love to hike. I don't know what it is about Pennsylvania with your hikes. You're scary. It's creepier. It's so much creepier. Colorado's it's more dense. gorgeous. You know what it is? It's more dense. And so you can't really like see the forest through the trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Literally. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So I can't even believe I just did that. But there you go. Content, and baby. Here's why it's it's also scarier. You're 20 years older and you have a lot more life under your belt. And so you know things that you didn't fear when you were 20 years younger. This is true. And I did not know about murders. And like when you're 20 years old, you're not like worried about ticks and like no. Lyme's disease. Right. Like that stuff, let alone like, oh, what if I like twist my ankle and I'm screwed? And like, exactly. Like I can remember like it was yesterday. You know how those moments in your life where I was yeah. hiking at Red Rocks and this, I came to a sign and I was by myself and the sign said, watch out for rattlesnakes. Didn't, no. Didn't even shake me. No. I just kept on freaking going. No. Mm -mm. I would have turned my ass around and hightailed it out of there. Maybe not no at 23. Way. Oh, no. I. I mm -mm. <laughs> so anyways, no. yeah, I guess my fear level is a little bit more intense. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure yet if I'm giving up on nature. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe nature has given up on me and that's what the thunder was about. It was like, get the fuck out of the woods, Amy. We don't even want you here. All right, there Go it is. Go back to your home, Amy. <laughs> there it is, friends. Oh, that was phenomenal. Love it. Love it. Oh, life has been wild, hasn't it? I haven't been out in the woods. I've been busting my ass doing some lift rides, though. I know you have. Yeah. Just Wait. trying to, we, we did vacation for a week. So, you know, just when you don't work for a week, just trying to make all that up. So I've been riding until our beneficiary comes along. Exactly. So I always think that like with that many people you're interacting with. Yeah. You kind of get all oh, sorts of people. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, and I've said it before, you know, like good 80% of the rides that I have, people are incredible. They're great. It's fun. Or they don't say anything at all. And it's just a quick ride. It's a silent ride. They get to, you know, decompress in the car, whatever, where they're going. Um, I have my little earbud in. I'll listen to some podcasts while I'm driving. If that's the case, don't tell the cops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them don't anything over. on this podcast, yes. okay? Yes, please. Uh, yeah, so there's that. And then there are some that are kind of like eye-opening, you know? And you get some like real interesting rides. Some that make me laugh. And are incredible. I've shared some of those before, but I had a couple these past couple days that like really made me stop and think a little bit more. Okay. 
so yesterday I had a woman and this made me stop and think in like not a good way. So she got in the car and she's just like the second she gets in, I'm a highly sensitive person. So like she gets in and I'm just like, oh, woof, like her energy. I was like, get her out of the car. And the second she gets in, she just starts on this like negative spiral just out loud out yeah just like how terrible her life is and all of this like I have um you know compromised immune system and I was like oh you know that's why I have the windows cracked and I wear a mask and you can wear a mask if you choose and always try to take precautions and wipe things down and air out the car yada yada I'm telling her all my safety precautions and she just keeps going she's like I have this disease and I have this wrong with me and I have that wrong with me and I was like holy shit and it, she's just like, my life is so hard and it's just, I can't do anything. And and the thing that was like so eye-opening is that every single health issue she had, I have. <laughs> and it was like, whoa, I hope to God that this is not the outlook that I have outwardly and inwardly on my life. She's like, I have celiac disease and I can't be around people when they're eating wheat. And I had some guy spitting while he was talking and it was it landed on my face and I had a horrible episode from it. And people are so inconsiderate and rude and they don't even care that I have this celiac disease. And I was like, holy shit, <laughs> like, you know, and all this. And she's like, I had breast cancer and oh my goodness. I had like just on and on in this whole thing. And <clears throat> I was just and then she's like, I'm going through perimenopause and night sweats and. Like literally oh. I got her entire health history from the time I picked her up till I dropped her off. And it was just this like wake up call because I had talked to Amy earlier in the day and I was not feeling good because I had eaten gluten by accident and I was feeling like shit physically, feeling like shit. And I was crying a little bit and like uh, feeling mopey. But it was like, as soon as I hung up with Amy, I was like, all right, I just needed to get that out mm-hmm. and like, say it out loud. I feel better. And she gave me some really good advice about like shaking it off and like telling me to just basically like giving me some good advice, talk me through it. So I felt so much better. And so then this woman gets in the car and I was like, this is so meant to be, to show me like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> like, it's, it doesn't have to be your life. Like it doesn't have to be like right. rain clouds and and lightning storms all the time right and I guess for me the first thing I'm thinking though is that she probably doesn't have any me no that's no sad. there's I mean she can't there's no way because <laughs> she, she was unloading her I, I, entire... really, I really hope you didn't volunteer <laughs> yeah. like I'd be like oh I got this girl her oh. name's Amy no. <laughs> she'll listen to you no Oh, I was so that was that was one of those rides that I was so happy to pull up to the destination mm. and say, OK, thanks. Bye. Have a great day. Shut the door. Roll the windows down all the way. Air that shit out. <laughs> I was like, get that energy she just out of here. To she didn't want to hear anything from you, really. No, she wanted it was there was it was a one sided conversation. Okay. Yeah, she just wanted to. And it wasn't even venting, though. It was just like this is how terrible my life is. And this is how awful people are. And this yeah. is no one, you know. Oh, it was it was rough it was really rough and I thought okay I've I talk about think about whatever how hard and difficult things have been for me but is that really what I want to focus on is that really yeah you know it's like what you think about is what you'll bring what an about. interesting perspective to see it from like the other outside it's almost like yeah. an outside being able to watch on the way in yep. you know ways that you may have been yeah um, but you've worked really hard. I have I've worked very hard on not being that and then doing it and being done and yeah. walking away from it. You know what I mean? And then yeah. like, and almost like letting go of it, but that's because it takes, it takes some work, but that I, I do, I do have I'm not even in her presence and I already have empathy. Like I do have empathy because I'm guessing that she doesn't have, you know, anybody, a partner or a friend yeah. that she can do that with. It's really hard if you, just have to like live it alone yeah and you know that it's like she got in the car with a stranger and just unloaded it and it's I'm okay like I was okay with it I was you know ready to to let it go once she left and like air it out it was like a lot of lessons it was it was just Mm -hmm. a lot of lessons in that one ride and and I just wanted to share that with everybody to just know like I think sometimes and it's hard it's hard to admit that it's hard for me to say to you like I saw that myself Mm -hmm. in that conversation and I didn't like it. You know, sometimes we need that mirror to see who man, you know, 
that lines up with so many of the things that we've been talking about. People who have been really irritating us or like yeah. are hard to be around. And I've actually been t- like the things you and I have been talking about, but then also the things I've been talking about with my therapist, it's because it's how I used to be. Ah, okay. And yeah. so I, that's what it is. It's repulsion from that because yeah. you're like, Oh God, yes. I don't want to go back there. And yeah. also you're embarrassed for yourself. Yes. 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 As the kids say, it was so cringy. It was, <laughs> yeah. That's very cringy. Yeah, so it was like really hard for me to 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 hear like hear that. I think that's why I was like so ready. I was like, "All right. Bye." <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day. Bye. Oh uh, my goodness. But then I had a ride today and it again start, and it's like this is this is embarrassing for me to say. It started off with me being irritated because I waited so when you drive for a lift, it gives the person, the passenger, five minutes before it'll say, cancel the ride. Like, try to contact the person or cancel the ride. I always try to contact the person because you just never know. I'm you glad know? you do that because that's very helpful. Oh, my gosh. I actually, as soon as I pull up, I contact and say, I'm here. Because sometimes the app doesn't, like, right. notify them. They don't know. And then once the time runs out, I try to call them. If they don't answer, I get it completely. So I text message them mm-hmm. instead and say like, Hey, I'm here. Just wanted to know if you're going to be able to come out. So this person like didn't respond and I waited an extra couple minutes, didn't respond. So I canceled the ride and I pulled out of the neighborhood and got the ride request from the same person again. So I pulled back around. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So this time I, you know, I messaged, I was like, I am here already. I am in front of your house. <laughs> you know, yeah. Are you ready to go? And the full five minutes goes out again. So I've already spent like almost 15 minutes like waiting for this one person. So I was irritated. (sighs) Then the door opens and this like teenaged black kid comes like walking out of the house, like in his socks, like carrying his shoes. He's like adorable. Like he gets in the car. He's all out of breath. He's like, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I couldn't find my socks. Oh, and like my heart exploded in that moment. I was like, yes. it's okay, hon. Like, oh my like, goodness. <laughs> and so he, he's like, I'm so, thank you so much for waiting. I feel so bad. And then he's like, oh, please don't be mad. I, I I have a big favor. Can you stop really fast at this corner store for me? Real, fa- I'm going to run in real fast. I promise. And I was like, sure, that's fine. So I do. He comes back out and he's like, I just really want to thank you for being you know, so nice to me. Oh my gosh. And so we start talking and he starts telling me about these times that he's experienced racism. And I just, it was like, I'm shaking right now. Cause it was like, it really like physically, like I yeah. felt so I could physically feel the pain. And I just apologized to him for him having to experience mm-hmm. that. He was in a neighborhood and he was waiting for his friends to come pick him up. And this guy comes up to him and was like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm waiting for my friends. He's like, oh, waiting for your friends, huh? I'm going to sit and wait with you. Oh, my god. And so he said, I was like, OK, you know, that's fine. And he said his friends pulled up. He's like, my friends are white. And so I was he's like, I was kind of glad about that because right. then the guy felt more comfortable, I guess, and was like, do you know him? Are you with him? Oh, my God. And his friends are like, yeah, we're here to pick him up. And because he was like, it's taking your friends a really long time to get here. Should I call the police? Make sure they're OK. That's how this shit happens. Yep, this is how it happens. And he's like, call the police. I'm just sitting here like I'm not even doing anything. And it just broke my heart. And I know that these things happen all day, every day. But I'm privileged enough to not have to experience it. And so I only know about it from the people I follow on Instagram. I make sure that I try to read stories and listen to stories like this and then interacting with people and but just showing kindness. But that he felt comfortable enough to tell you those things yeah, as a white woman. Yeah. And I, t- you know, I told him, I was like, I even think I was like, thank you for feeling you know safe with me to, to talk to me about these things. And I'm really sorry you had to experience that. And... I apologize on behalf of, of the entire, of the white, entire race. white race. You know, I was like, I'm, I am so sorry. And he, when he got out, he said, I really hope that we run into each other again. Oh, and I was like, I really hope so too. And oh I just, it, it just was, it gave me hope in humanity. It made me check myself. Yeah. 
in a, several ways to have more patience, to um, have more understanding, <laughs> uh, to think about what people are going through in their daily lives, mm-hmm. and to just remember more often that life might be difficult for me, but mm-hmm. it's even more difficult for other people. And I'm not saying that it could be worse. I'm not putting that out there because I know we hate that. Yeah. And I agree like that it could be worse. Um, I'm just saying that, yes, I have had a difficult go. I don't have race on top of it to, to add more. I agree. And I will say that um, as much as I've tried to be educated, uneducated and re-educated on race issues... I, I felt a twinge, tinge, twinge, <laughs> both either <laughs> of guilt. And the reason was, is when, uh, the Roe versus Wade overturned and I was like, and it affects me. Well, I mean, I agree. Does it affect me? I don't really know. It affects no. my daughter though. Right. And I felt so enraged it was probably similar to the enragement that I have felt for racism, but at the same time, I think a lot about black women. Right. Me too. And how they're just like bombarded with like absolute shit they have to deal with. Yeah. And, you know, so we're all up in arms around this, but this is like the first thing that's really affected white women in a long time. Yeah. Right, right. It doesn't mean not to be in, like up in arms yeah. about it. it. Just, it, I was just reflecting, and I was just thinking, wow. To have something affect me personally is is a real eye opener to know that everything else has affected you know people of color. Always, right. And to be a place of you know non privilege. I mean, really, unless you're a white male, straight, hetero. What is it? A cis white, cis white male. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're a cis white male. I mean, basically everybody's coming for you. So dear God, help um, us all. All of the cis white males, please, please join us in the fight. Yeah. Step up. Use your voice. With that being said, now that we're back in the 1950s. Ah, yes. We're going to take you back with a little jangle jangle. Yeah. Um, with our segment with Dr. Katie, I said to her, we need a jingle for you. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, yes, we do. So I got to work right away. <laughs> <laughs> I got to work right away with no procrastination. Because I live for this shit. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I went for the most 1950s jingle jangle that you could possibly hope for. So, so I'm going to zip you on back. Yes, I hope you love the ridiculousness of it all. Um, and my use of the made-up word "afraidy" <laughs> <laughs> for rhyming purposes. Yes, but exactly, yes. which was perfect. Yeah, so we're gonna kick you off into our conversation with Ask Dr. Katie, and we hope you enjoy it. And we'll be doing more of this in the future. It was great. We only were able to get to three questions because they were three big. You Huge. guys gave us some big ones. I know the three that we had to, to go with were some big ones. So keep (laughs) sending your questions in. Uh, you can send it on our stories when we ask for it, or you can just DM them to us. You can, you can go back to the, I was going to say 1950s, but no, don't send us a letter because that would be a really long time. (laughs) Um, email. Yes. And we'll keep a running doc with them so that we, we have your questions. on. Yeah, we love them. And I will tell you, this made for some great conversation and my, my mouth was like, dropped the whole time because I was just like yeah like I was take I was taking it in and they weren't my questions but I feel like everything she said is just so like pertainable to all of our lives yeah she gave us some great actionable things to be able to do which is huge instead of just saying here's what I think about this mm-hmm. she said here's what you can do about this yeah so we hope you enjoy it the world is gone mad and we're all a bit lost Everyone is sad, and it's all at what cost. Don't be scared, friends. No, don't be afraid. We have some answers with our friend, Dr. Katie. All 
All right, friends, we are back with Dr. Katie Stewart in the house. Um, that is the cool kids way of saying it. Um, in case you didn't know. <laughs> it was. And, like, I think maybe like 10, 10. years ago. I, yeah. I think it was more like 30 years ago or something like 30. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless. <In the> house. <laughs> She's all that also 30 years ago. And um, <laughs> what other 90s things can I, what else can I th- say and throw in there from the 90s? <laughs> I guess it's better than the 1800s. Which is what we are living in. I guess so. so. Yes. See, I'm. Yes. Oh, this is true. Exactly. We are back to the 1800s. Um, Yeah. Fun times. So there's a lot going on in the world, um, as we talked about last week. And we opened it up for questions and we got some good ones. So we're just going to get right into it. Hit me. All right. So first question is, how do you combat constant workplace stress that you don't foresee letting up? And then like I added to that person's question, how do you advocate for yourself? And how do you know when enough is enough? I, yeah, so yeah. Big question. Threefold. That is a huge heavy, question. Layered. Yes. Yeah. And I think I'm going to add to it with another question, which is why? Why are you putting up? with constant workplace stress that you don't foresee letting up. And I don't mean that facetiously. I don't mean to imply that everybody can just go out and quit their jobs and either not work or find a new one. Um, And I also don't mean to imply that there aren't some really good reasons for staying in a job. But I do think answering the why first is important because it may be because I feel like my work is meaningful. And that will, in some ways, propel you. But we have to be careful with that. Um, Going off of Amy's question in terms of what is the limit? How long do you stay? But I do think there are some simple things that you can do. First of all, I often tell people, look at your job description. And then often what happens is there is a big problem. You don't have a job description. Yes. So you ask for one. And then that will help you set boundaries on what your actual job is. Because what I have found in working with people with really stressful jobs is they are going well beyond what the bounds of their job are. And so, or what I say is, I can't even remember how that sentence started. doesn't matter. (laughs) So if you look at what you're actually supposed to be doing, what you are paid to be doing, that is an excellent way to set boundaries for yourself in the workplace. Then you can also work on what I like to think of as internal boundaries. Um, We don't have to make them explicit, but boundaries you set for yourself. I'm only working on this particular task for this amount of time. Um, Absolutely setting boundaries with yourself outside of work hours. There should not be even any thinking about work that you are not paid to do. Now, I know that's hard with certain jobs, right? And But if you can implement that to some degree, that will be helpful. This is also, I think, complicated by work from home. Um, my husband has worked from home for almost 20 years. And he always says, yeah, so he did this pre-pandemic. And he always says, you have to be careful that working from home doesn't turn into living at work. Hmm. He's pretty smart. Um, yeah, he's that's probably a, that's not a- listening. Yeah. He's probably not listening. We'll keep it that way. I just kidding, Ben. Love you. You <laughs> nail it. You nail it when you try. But, but truly, so if you do go into a workplace, this sounds a little corny, but I have told people like when you walk out, stop for a moment with your hand on the doorknob, the door handle, whatever it is, watch it close and really internalize that closing of the door and you walk away and you leave everything work related there. Now it gets harder when you're working at home and I know not everybody can have a designated office, but if you can have a designated workspace, particularly that you cannot see when you are not being paid to work, do that. Keep all of your work there. Do not work in bed. Don't take your laptop to bed or to the couch if you can prevent it. If you've got your stuff in a corner, like throw a sheet over it. Do not look at it because I'm dead serious because then you're you're tempted to go and do things. I mean, I do this all the time. I will answer work emails at all Mm -hmm. hours because my thought is, oh, shit. Well, I can just take care of it now. Yes. 
but then I'm on a roll and the boundaries are lost. So then to your question, Amy, when is enough enough? That is so individual, but I think there are, again, more questions you can ask. Are you constantly thinking about work? Do you feel yourself in kind of a fight or flight situation the entire time you're at work and beyond work? Is it beyond the Sunday scaries? You know, are you dreading going to work from the time you get home from work or the time you mm -hmm. shut down the computer? These are things you really have to pay attention to. And then advocating for yourself can be really difficult, but I think that's where the job description comes in. And you go to, you know, whoever your supervisor is and say, listen, here's what I'm supposed to be doing. Here's what I am doing. Are you going to pay me more or am I only going to do what's in my job description? And of course, I do not have the wherewithal to say things like that, but I don't have to anymore because I am the boss. Um, <laughs> I, I would be having this conversation with myself and sometimes I do. And it can, it can be really, really difficult. But also as you go to advocate for yourself, make yourself a cheat sheet. Have your key points so that you are prepared and stick to them. Um, it's kind of like, so my best friend has been in PR for years. And when I started doing TV appearances, she told me, have three points that you want to make and make sure you get them out. If they ask you a question that you are not prepared to answer and that you don't want to answer, just go right back to one of your points. Say, well, that's a really good question. But what I'm here to talk about is, and then you say that, why can't you do that in a meeting with your supervisor? Control it. Really know what you need and what you want. Have that in your mind, in your body, ready to come out. Rehearse it with somebody before you go in and talk to them. And you will feel so much better, so much more prepared. You might still be shaking. You might still want to throw up, but the words will be easier. That is so good. Yeah, that's excellent, excellent good. advice. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think I just want to like throw this in there with that because I think there's a lot of situations out there that people are realizing that they're being gaslit. Is that, yes. would that be the past yeah. tense? At work by their, <laughs> by their supervisors and so forth. Yes. So if you can't get those three points out or if you're being like talked around in circles and that, that those three points are not valid or, you know, uh, yeah. uh, irrelevant, then, then maybe taking a second look at who you're working for. As Absolutely. Well. I will also say as the daughter of an attorney, sometimes putting things in email is a good idea sometimes it is not so <laughs> if yeah. you are talking about a job description put that in an email that's a mm -hmm. written document say this is what my job description states and then if you get a response that says i'd like to talk to you about this in person you know you're on to something because they don't want their response documented yikes yeah that's a that's red flag like that's every answer I ever get. I'd like to talk about that in person. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and I shouldn't say that that's always the case and I'm certainly not here to give legal advice, but just be aware that that could be what's happening and you go in completely prepared for that conversation. Two of the hardest things for humanity, <laughs> boundaries and advocating for ourselves. Absolutely. I mean, boundaries, I would say boundaries would probably be the number one thing I talk about in session because it, it, it seems so simple or they seem so simple, but they're very difficult to identify, to enforce and reinforce with some people, with some employers. And it really goes across domains. We just don't always think of these things as boundaries, but they are. So be careful with them because boundaries protect your energy or your fucks. Yes. I've been working with patients a lot lately on like how many fucks are left. What's your fuck jar, you know, yeah. status at this point? <laughs> and no, we can't replenish it. No, out we of them, cannot. Out of them. So you protect them. <laughs> you protect them with your boundaries. Boundaries should feel supportive, should feel like scaffolding. This is really good information. Dropping I know some I keep saying that, today. but really dropping some knowledge. <laughs> I think that, I honestly think that's going to help so many people. There's so many good. nuggets of uh, things you can actually do. Um, yes. the, you know, this is where the next step you can take and this is how to go about it. So thank you. Sure. Anytime.
I will reinforce those boundaries for anybody who needs it anytime they need it. Even though I just eroded my own boundaries by saying that, that, yes, all hours doesn't matter. (laughs) I just might not get back to you right away. That will just be me taking care of my own boundaries. There you go. All right. Our second question from our listeners is what is the deal with all this quote, undiagnosed ADHD propaganda in my social media feeds? And then Amy added a little sub note there. Is everyone neurodivergent? This is super interesting to me because it really shows, first of all, how our social media feeds are so different because I don't see anything about undiagnosed ADHD in my social media feeds. Not a damn thing. Now, my husband, well, I I actually have time to talk to him about this, but I wonder if his is full of it because I'm actually constantly telling him that he has undiagnosed ADHD. So a couple things I would say, first of all, be really wary of anybody trying to sell you something mental health related, um, especially if it is a supplement, um, if it is some sort of device or tool, especially anything that is going to cure your, your mental health issues, it's not going to happen. Please don't do it. I, I really feel very strongly about vulnerable people being preyed upon by these tactics. So just be really, really careful. That said, ADHD is super interesting to me because I think we had a long period where it was actually overdiagnosed. And there were a lot of issues with that because one of the primary treatments is stimulants. And kids were being given stimulants and that can stunt your growth. Um, It can cause a whole bunch of issues. That said, I'm not anti medication for ADHD. What happened then is we did move into, I think, an underdiagnosis of ADHD, particularly in women and anybody else who has what we would call attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, primarily inattentive type. That's get, that gets missed because that is where we have people who are just missing information, but they're not acting out in school and in other ways. So teachers aren't catching it. Um, Preschools, other caregivers aren't catching it. So I actually have seen a lot of people make it to college or beyond because they're intelligent enough to overcompensate really for attentional issues. And then they get into high level executive functioning things and they're missing things. Um, they're messing things up at work that they actually are 100% capable of. So I do think that we should be paying attention to inattention and many people may be undiagnosed, but you have to be really careful of anything that is being marketed to you on social media. If you have a concern about ADHD, talk to a psychiatrist because often they are very, very careful about making that diagnosis because of prescribing stimulants. They don't want to just write a script for a, for a controlled substance. And it can actually be really simple. There are some questionnaires that we can do some surveys. And I found it a lot with young women. What happens is it looks like anxiety and there's a really great interplay of anxiety and ADHD. And usually What I notice is the content of the anxiety is related to the ADHD. I'm worried I'm forgetting things. Um, I'm missing things. I cannot remember this particular task for the life of me. Or, you know, I'm I'm just so worried about why I can't get things done. I start things and I don't finish them. What's wrong with me? These are classic ADHD symptoms. And generally, there are some pretty simple things we can do to treat it. So if you're getting these targeted ads, take them seriously. Don't buy any of the shit, but (laughs) do some research on whether you may actually have ADHD because you very well may. And it may be looking like anxiety. What happens a lot of the times, too, is you have anxiety and ADHD. We'll treat the anxiety, but there's still the inattention. Then we really know that this is ADHD and we have to treat that concurrently. 
So then the question of, are we all neurodivergent? That's a really tough one. There's part of me that just wants to be like, yes, because I just don't even really like the idea of neurotypical. That said, I really want to honor people, you know, maybe on a certain spectrum who have embraced the idea mm -hmm. of being neurodivergent. And I think that is wonderful. But when we say neurotypical, we have to remember that that is actually a pretty wide range of experience. And so maybe I would say be thoughtful, be curious and be gentle with yourself in terms of how you look at things. Because I will tell you, or maybe I already have said, I am an HSP to the max, yeah, to my, to my core. And so I think I could possibly say I'm neurodivergent, but I don't want to take away from people who have another experience that have really grabbed onto in a good way that neurodivergent term. And I just, it feels a little off to me to say, oh yeah, well, I'm neurodivergent now. Um, but if you want to claim it, claim it. Because I do think there's something about naming things and then feeling like you have a place. So if that yeah. feels good, do you do it? I think the hard part is that you, you name it all and then you have all of it. But anyway, yes. that's just me speaking. So, okay. The other, so the question I have is that trauma can also look like yeah. that, correct? Because that whole, I'm forgetting things. Why can't I get anything done? Absolutely. Is new for me. Mm -hmm. That's right. not something like I remember from high school or college. That was not really the right. way I was. I was very good at like getting it done to a fault. Now, what you just said is 100% how I feel mm -hmm. about life. I just can't remember and I can't seem to finish. Sarah and I just I'm, talked about this yesterday. <laughs> I would also throw in trauma and grief. Yeah. And then traumatic grief. Yeah. And that's a lot of people and especially a lot of people over the past two and a half years. So we really need to pay attention to it and know that being in a similar place in terms of symptoms and experience can be caused by a number of different things. And so it isn't necessarily ADHD. That's where a good trusted clinician comes in to help you tease things out. I think too, so like, like you said, Amy too, like the past four years of my ability of productivity and um, <laughs> being in, in one spot in terms of like developing myself is completely different than what it looked like for the entire previous years of my life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because of my experiences. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. definitely a trauma is a huge part of it. You know, and a lot of times, like this is just an example. So I took the year off and I had intentions to do a lot of different things like, right. But it took so much of my energy to heal and to work on that sort of thing. Absolutely. You can't, you can't do both and you can't, I mean, you can, but it's, it's really hard to be in that grief state and be in that trauma induced state and be super accomplished. Like the fact that Sarah and I get this podcast out is a damn miracle. Yes. Amen. <laughs> well, it, it, it is a wonder, I think for sure. And it, Amy, I love what you pointed out about the energy that healing takes. We cannot expect healing to happen if we just keep going in the same exact way. Yes. You have to slow down. You have to stop. You have to give space for the healing to occur. Your energy can't all be going out. Because then there's, I mean, we're kind of back to the fuck jar situation. There's nothing left <laughs> internally to allow for the healing. It's very true. So I'm going to take this steering wheel and yank it to the side. Um, <laughs> same road, uh, maybe different lane. Wait, but I isn't that like what our old president did? But anyways, go oh on. Oh my God, yes. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> do you have any ketchup? <laughs> You're going to go it. over here. <laughs> so we're going to do it. Um, so I just threw my tantrum. 
Okay. But with that same question, because I think they're asking what is with all the stuff on our feeds, totally un, un mental health related to yeah. give you an example, it could be some of the things you're searching on yes. Google as well, because we record our remote sessions through a site called Riverside. So I, of course, Google searched, you know, brought it up through Google. And I just opened my Instagram to see if one of those ADHD posts would come up. And the first thing that popped up was an, an ad for Riverside. Yep. So, you know, just to kind of say that to you too, if you have all of these ADHD related posts that are coming up, it could be something that you're searching and not necessarily ADHD, but it could be something that you're searching that have related symptoms or mm-hmm. solutions that could be solutions for ADHD um, that you don't realize that you may be looking there too. So, I mean, I have a ton of it and a ton of those types of posts and not all of the, none of them are ads except for mind bloom most of them are actually influencers that are talking about their experience yes with undiagnosed or recently diagnosed Mm -hmm. adhd and they're all really interesting they're all women that that actually makes total sense to me yeah there's a whole movement on i think on instagram and tiktok where these influencers or that's just that's their thing that's their topic and they talk about their undiagnosed adhd and how since they've been diagnosed their whole life has changed and they've been able to like make sense of things so a lot of time there's only one ad and the ad is weird that I get, it's like, you don't have to go to a doctor, just call us up and get the pills. Yeah. And I'm like, that's- no, I'm that's, not loving that. Yeah, don't do that. That's, I have that <laughs> same one. Yeah, yeah no, so, I have that same so, ad. I can't remember what it's for. Me neither. But other than that, it seems to be more, you know, people talking about their experiences. Good. Yeah, so I mean, just to add, I don't think that I would call that to the person's question, um, propaganda necessarily. I think it would just call it that people are just talking about a recent diagnosis and how much that's helped them and how much it's overlooked in women that um, you're probably going to see a lot more of it. Right. And then I guess my question was, is it possible that that much has been overlooked? Yes, absolutely. I think it absolutely is because what happens is my guess is you are talking now, Sarah, about very smart, very accomplished women. Yeah. And they are the ones who are undiagnosed. And so what happens is they, they generally hit some sort of, I don't like the idea of a breaking point, but something happens where they realize they cannot continue in whatever way it is. And then hopefully someone comes along and says, hey, let's think about ADHD. And when they consider it, I mean, what I have seen in session is I give a patient what's called the ASRS and they look at it and it's all, yes, or very much, very much, very much, very much, very much. And if I didn't do that in like the first session, I generally start with a huge apology that I missed it for as long as I did. And then say, all right, let's get your psychiatrist on board or get you to a psychiatrist and see what helps in addition to some behavioral techniques that we can implement. Excellent. Are we ready for the next one? Yes. Let's do it. It's important. It's an important one. And um, she, it's my mom, it's Kathy G. And she said she did not need to be anonymous. Um, I think this is very important. And I know, and I know she's struggling with it. Um, So how do you deal with or keep relationship with neighbors and friends who do not have the same political beliefs and convictions? We were talking, her and I did have the conversation about how now is totally different than 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. You could be friends with someone on an opposing side and it really didn't matter. Right. Well, she could consider going to the Karen Stewart, my mother's um, (laughs) (laughs) school of political intervention. And my mother actually made a printout entitled why I will be voting for President Obama in 2012. (laughs) And I handed it out to people. There were citations, there were articles. That said, I I actually, I love this question because I, this is going to sound really dramatic, but I think having these conversations may be the thing that saves our country. But truly, we have to figure out how to talk to people about this because I think what's happened is it feels like now we are cheering for sports teams instead of actually even talking about beliefs we're immediately defensive and arguing Republican versus Democrat instead of having 
actual conversations. And I think if we, if we were able to, now here's where boundaries come up again. You have to set boundaries on how you will talk, when you will talk, what you will tolerate while you were talking. If any of those are broken, you walk away. You just stop because that is then going to affect your mental health and you don't need to go there. But if you can establish parameters, I think you should be having these conversations. And I would say we're not going to mention Republican or Democrat. We are going to discuss what we personally believe on a lot of different issues. I would also say maybe don't talk about a bill by name. Don't just say, I don't believe in abortion or I am pro-choice. Here's what I actually believe. And I think what we find is that our beliefs are incredibly nuanced versus these very distinct divisions. And if we can talk about the nuances in our beliefs, in what we think about helping people, what we think the role of the government should be, what should be in the private sector, we will probably find more common ground and be able to work together or at least coexist a little more. And that might actually help move forward and also help many of us feel more heard. Because I think a lot of the reason why people are so angry, so upset is we don't feel heard. And that's actually because we're not speaking to people in a way that is going to be heard because we kind of only want to talk to people who are going to agree with us because we want to be validated and we don't want to be shut down. And that's a normal thing to want, but I think we have to be willing to speak and willing to listen while protecting ourselves with boundaries. That's Your tricky. comparison of it being voting for sports or voting for cheese and crackers. Might as uh, well rooting, be, might as well be right? voting for a sports team. <laughs> rooting for sports teams is so that's such a good way to say yeah. it because it is this like incredible undying unconditional passion mm -hmm. that you will put all of your weight behind and throw yeah. it at the other person without talking about those nuances like you're saying yeah. and that's such a huge part of it and we've mentioned it multiple times on this show but I will put it back out there for you all to go grab if these are the kind of conversations you want to have go grab Brene Brown's Braving the Wilderness and read yep. it because it will guide you through how to have these types of conversations in a productful productful in <laughs> I like it go with it it's a new word <laughs> sure we're gonna make up new words in a productful manner <laughs> I think what's hard is that everyone is so closed off at this point yeah on both sides that you're not going to hear anything. And so right. you have to be really careful that you're coming into a conversation with someone who's willing to have a conversation. Otherwise, there's just no point. It's like having a feud on Facebook. Like there's just no point. Absolutely. They're not going to listen. And then your sanity is just wrecked from it. Um, you know, for a long time, I was under the way that I handled it was just trying to understand that people had their beliefs for a certain reason and people are all human. Um, it's a little bit different now because I feel like it's just the stakes are higher. And I think that sometimes people are believing things that they don't even know why. Yes. I think and that's a good it's point. And it's affecting so many people that it's really hard for me to have any respect for that person. Yeah. There was so much misinformation that I, I, I don't think it's up to any of us to educate other people, but if someone is willing to listen and you have some information that they may not know or have, try to share it, but with boundaries. You know, with parameters, because I, I think I know I personally have to watch myself with the assumptions I make about why people believe certain things, why people are supporting certain political candidates. And I think the better way to do it, if a productive or productful conversation is possible, <laughs> is to start with questions. Oh, that's instead a great, of assumptions. yeah, right. I mean, instead of assumptions. So sure. can you help me understand why you support Dr. Oz, who doesn't actually live in Pennsylvania and is kind of a quack? 
Wait, did I just make a whole lot of assumptions? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the don't, doesn't live in Pennsylvania. It's kind of like just yeah, is. that's the number one. But, but it's a fact. But I, I do think that's a great, that's fantastic to ask questions. Yeah, ask just questions. ask and listen, and and provide your answers openly and honestly. And a lot of times people might just say, because I do. And then that's right. the kind of person that you know the conversation. Walk over. away. Walk away. Walk <laughs> right, away. Exactly. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. You are not going to make a difference. So you might as well preserve your energy. Right. And just saying something like to the effect of, can you just tell me a little bit about why you feel that way? Mm -hmm. How did you come to that conclusion? Yes. That was tough. Yeah. But th that was <laughs> all three of those questions. They were very different. Um, but that was such good information. I think lots of good takeaways for people, myself included. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank my you, pleasure. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. Editing and production by Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this, Join our fan club at patreon.com slash unqualified therapists, Inc. Follow us on Instagram at unqualified therapists, where you will find our link tree to all things here at the UT. If you have a story to tell or a topic you'd like us to discuss, email us at unqualified therapists at gmail.com. Until next week, warrior, hold on. We're going to make it. Warrior, warrior. Say it now, say it, bro, it out, make it